Hello Twinkles, uh, Chris here. Uh, momentous news this week. It finally happened. We finally done a podcast that was too bad even for us to put out. Even worse than 103 that, that didn't go in the proper feed. It was just awful. Just so, so bad. Uh, so instead I have just cobbled together some clips. So... Um, you can complain if you want, complain to Graham, but, uh, you know, you're not paying for this, so um, just get what you're given in it. Once there was a podcast, a do-do-do-do-do, that did a terrible episode, a do-do-do-do-do. They had one idea, the solution was clear, it's a two-star podcast emergency clip show episode. Dan? Yes? Dan? Where are you, Dan? I completely forgotten we were doing this. If I'm, if I'm honest, that's Dan. not that's not like you, Dan. It's podcast day, Dan. Yeah, no, I, I get that now. Dan, why aren't you here? Um, well, because basically Birmingham's a shithole. I'm beginning to doubt your uh, uh... commitment. Yes. Sanity. <laughs> yes. Fontiel. What's that? I don't you do a hair? I think. What's on we? Sort of um, not. It's a sort of boredom. boredom, lack of interest. All right, yeah, I've got on wheel. Cool. Yeah, it's French boredom, basically. All right, well, that's the it's worst. a lot more stylish than normal boredom. That's the worst kind, mm. but also very it's kind of associated with black coffee and cigarettes and stuff. Yeah, I think that's quite a good start. Should we just should we just go and say that was the start of the podcast? We added Dave from Birmingham to a giant flaming bin. But he escaped before he died and started listening. We plugged our microphones into the internet and said loads of really dumb shit we regret. Our name is Two Star Podcast and we're woke. We want you to enjoy this, but you won't. I have uh, one question for you. Okay. What would happen in theory if I picked one person, probably a neighbour because that would be easiest, but just somebody I could see every day but I don't know, and threw an egg at them? What would actually happen? I guess it would depend on the person. Like, I imagine some people would just be confused and a bit pissed off with you and ask you what the fuck you were playing at. Yeah. And I imagine other people would like run over and punch you to the floor yeah fair enough so i would choose somebody who wouldn't hit me but if i just threw an egg at somebody they'd be really pissed off and they'd tell me not to do it again but how long do you think it would take of doing that every morning for somebody to take action and what action can they take you can't can you stop somebody from throwing an egg at you every day well i mean i imagine that you would like if if it was if you started doing it every day then a sensible person would call the police but what are the police going to do? It's technically assault. Oh, that's true. Okay, what if I just threw an egg just on the ground in front of them every single day? It could still be harassment, I suppose. Mm. Like, it could still probably do you for like harassing them, public nuisance. That would it would take months. I could I could throw a lot of eggs in that time. Have you like acquired a lot of eggs illegally that you need to dispose of? No, I was just I was eating an egg the other day. And my neighbour was outside my window. <laughs> and you just and thought, I wonder what would happen if I threw this at him. What can he do? He can't do anything apart from hitting me. That's that's a thing that you probably don't want him doing. Yeah, no, I was, that's why I didn't throw the egg. But, I mean, 
if if I knew he wouldn't hit me, he can't. If he went to the police and said this man throws an egg at me every single day, they wouldn't they wouldn't get off their asses to come and arrest me. That's ridiculous. I they guess just, you'd probably you go to the court and you get like a, a restraining order. But who can be bothered with that? I think they would just accept the egg. I guess it depends on the person. Again, like you yeah. said, like some people probably would. So I'd need to choose somebody who is fairly lazy. Yeah. Because I want the inconvenience of having an egg thrown at the ground near them every day to not be quite high enough to overcome the apathy, well, not apathy, but the the bother of actually going to court. And... See, the problem is, if you're just throwing it on the ground near them and not at them, then after, like, a week, you're just going to get used to it and they're just going to start ignoring the egg that gets thrown by Yeah, them. exactly. Because there's no inconvenience associated with, like, well, getting the egg on your clothes. Or... If I threw it just where they were about to walk and they had to sort of walk around it, uh, yeah, maybe I suppose that would kind of keep them having to. That that would keep the frustration up, rather. Because even if they went to court and got a restraining order, or uh, what could the court do if if they said don't throw any more eggs near this person? Well, I mean, I guess they could impose conditions like potentially a fine or jail time if you broke the restraining order. But that and that's all they could do. They could. Well, I, I think all they could do, including jail time, is quite a big thing. Yeah, but how long would I be in jail for? I don't know, but I'm going to guess a wild stab that you probably don't want to throw eggs at people so much that you'd be willing to take jail time for No, it. I don't want to, but... I mean, if they, they would fine me for harassment and give me a restraining order, presumably, you could ignore that and refuse to pay you'd the fine. You'd end up on, like, you know, Britain's Worst Neighbours or something <laughs> on ITV4. I'd probably make some money out of it, but they, if they sent you to jail, they're not going to put you in for longer than a couple of months. And then you come out and just start throwing eggs again. All that, all the person could do is move away from me. Are you trying to lower property values in your area? <laughs> well, no, I just, just buy up all your neighbours' houses and knock through. I was just thinking it through. I thought all they uh, could logically do is either accept it and just think, "Oh, this is my life now." And if they were with somebody else and somebody said, "What, what the fuck? Are you just going to let that guy throw an egg at you?" They wouldn't even have noticed it anymore. They would just be so used to it. Or It'd just be oh yeah that's Graham he throws eggs at people. Or it would escalate and we'd end up just throwing bricks at each other, ostrich eggs. That's the only logical conclusion to that. Put a lot of thought into this. Well, it would be quite good fun to throw an egg just at somebody every single day, and the only thing that is stopping me is social convention. It would it would start to get a bit expensive if you're doing it every day. Nah, eggs cheap, mate. I'd get a chicken. Pure so. You would buy and home a chicken purely so that you could then... I'm pretty sure that chicken wouldn't lay enough eggs for you to be able to throw one every day. You'd probably yeah, one a day, isn't it? Few chickens. chickens do one, one egg a day. I'd grab it out of the chicken's bum hole and throw it to my neighbour. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of effort to go to just to throw an egg at somebody. I admire your dedication, don't get me yeah. wrong. I mean, I'm not going to. This is all hypothetical, but if I did choose to... Which is as well, because you've got quite a damning trail of evidence here. Well, yeah, that's true. I think premeditated egg-throwing is a lot more serious a crime. Yeah. Malice of forethought. I wouldn't try and hide it and deny it. If the police came round at 8.30 when I, th- when I do my egg-throwing, and they said, you're going to throw that egg? i say, well, yeah, this is the time that I throw the egg at this man. And they say, if you do it, we'll arrest you. I'd just do it. They'd arrest me. I'd go to the police station and I'd come home. And do it again the next day. They can't. They can't prevent this. This is one of these sort of weird loopholes in the law. Society is this close to collapse. All it takes is you. All it takes is for people to start throwing eggs. So, start throwing eggs. Your homework for this week is buy some eggs. 
find somebody relatively non-violent. I just realised that I've just basically started Fight Club. I've started Egg Club. And, uh, go well, we can't talk about Egg Club, so we better wrap it up. Fair enough. Hey, Joey, what would you do if you were omnipotent? Probably kill myself. <laughs> Excuse me? Hey, if little Joey's dead, then I got no reason to live. <laughs> Joey, uh, omnipotent. You are? <laughs> I ate a cronut. I've never eaten one, and I'm dead curious. Are they actually in any way edible? Well, Daniel, let me tell you, it was incredible. Really? Mm. Imagine a donut made out of croissant. Well, you see, I've done that, and it just sounds like it's made of grease. Mm. I've made croissants, and they're literally half butter. Mm. I can't imagine how deep frying that is any fun. I don't understand how you cannot understand that. Yeah, I suppose. It had just... uh, some like chocolate sauce on the top of it, and uh, it's basically it's ruined breakfast for me for the rest of my life. Unless I eat cronuts every day. Well, I mean, that's an achievement of sorts. Mm. Well, yeah, that's true. I hadn't looked at it like that. That's all I really have to say about cronuts, but it, it sort of passed me by, and I saw one in a petrol station, and it was on sale. It wasn't just like lying in a petrol station. <laughs> um, and so I had it for my breakfast, and it was very nice. I find it amazing that we live in a world in which one can buy a cronut, which, you know, a year ago was this amazing rare delicacy from New York that some utterly insane nutter had thought up. And a year later, yeah, I saw a cronut in the petrol station. Mm. The, the world is amazing. Well, have you, know? you heard of Wonuts? Sorry? It oh, is a waffle donut. Makes mm. sense. Like a Belgian waffle, not a potato waffle. That would be mental. I so, want waffles now. Potato uh, waffles, please. Mm, they're nice, aren't they? Mm. I haven't had waffles in ages. Mm. A fried egg on top or something. A fried it's egg made. sandwich made out of waffles. Yes. Mm. And uh, with baked beans on top, because the beans go down inside the square holes. What are the, what's the word for that? The holes. What's the word for the holes in a waffle? The bits where the waffle isn't. Yeah. Yeah. The anti-waffle. Yes. yes. So, yeah, the beans go down into the anti-waffle. That's great, isn't it? Mm. So what else yeah. could you combine with donuts to make um, joy? Uh we need to we need to get on top of this um, hybrid donut fashion. Well, before it before it kind of stops being fashionable and yeah, um, I mean if it was last year, then we would have combined pulled pork with donuts. Yeah, that's true, and changed everything. So would that have been a, a ponut? A pull pull nut. Uh, nut. Pull nut does not sound right. No, you could do a macaron nut. Which is like a macaroon, but a donut. You know macaroons. Yeah. Why are there two completely different things that are both macaroons? Because you get the little round things that have got like um, chocolate spread in the middle. Yeah. And they're sort of like meringue, aren't they? But soft. Yeah. But then you have other ones which are like um, coconut biscuits with paper on the bottom. Yeah, I think the coconut biscuits with the paper on the bottom are like an English derivation of macaron. Um, because they're an absolute pain in the ass to make, whereas the, I assume that the coconutty ones aren't that bad. Well, why has this been allowed to happen, and why has this been left unchecked? You can't have two completely different things, both called macaroons. That's bullshit. Why not? No, it's just it's just going to lead to confusion. 
how, what if I said to you, Dan, do you want a macaroon? What would you say? I'd say yes, because I love both of them. Well, that's irrelevant. Okay, pretend you don't. Well, I'd, I'd say yes, and if you gave me the wrong one, I'd throw it at you. Right, well, there you go then. Fucking anarchy. We can't be having this. Yes, we can. We just stole an idea off the French and made it more English, and that's fine. We don't have to change the name just because the French feel bad about it. Mm. Well, I do like the idea of a macaronut, but yeah. which of the particular species of macaroon would we use? Well, given you had your chocolate cronut, you'd have to use the, the... I think you'd have to use the chocolate Frenchy macaroon. Yeah, that's what I'd say. Yeah. You know uh, Viennese whirls? Yes. The fuck are they all about? They're really well, nice. It kind of gives it away that it's going to be a bit strange with the name, doesn't it? Do you want to eat a biscuit called a Viennese Whirl? Do you not think it's perhaps going to be a, I don't know, some bizarre Austrian meat-based thing? Maybe. They're just weird. The world of um, confectionery is stupid. I am Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Well, I think now is as good a time as any to uh, perform a play that I've, I say written, I've collated... Um, the ramblings of some meatheads on a uh, bodybuilding forum who struggled to um, establish how many days there are in a week. Uh, this is something... Is that a common problem? Yeah, it was from... I think it was 2008, um, but it just sort of went around the internet a couple of weeks <laughs> ago that somebody found it, and um, it is remarkable. So uh, I will play the part of The Josh... A simpleton, and also scrawny too stud- studly, who is a buff chap. Uh, Adam, you will take on the role of Justin twenty seven, who is a surprisingly patient man, and Orlando one two three four nine seven seven, who is a defender of mathematics. You see, uh, Daniel will be our narrator, and he will uh, play the parts of Jace, who is a guardian of truth, and Pear Unoid, who is uh, a valiant, and I couldn't think of a noun, so I just a valiant and uh, Daniel also take the uh, role of the extras I'm really glad I'm pair you because I've no idea how to pronounce it well you are the so... narrator so you're the only one who does have to do that so <laughs> oh. no pressure but if you get it wrong you fucked up my play and I don't want to have to get all Michael Keaton on your ass but I will um, have delusions that I am a uh, Birdman I don't okay, know how that that's... will help I hear it. It's good. Oh, to. well, spoiler alert. He's Birdman? He was Birdman. No, he's not, but Birdman talks to him in his head. Okay. I can go with that. Act 1. A gentleman going by the name of the Josh enters a bodybuilding forum with a question about the training at the gym every other day. So if I go every other day, I will be at the gym four to five times a week. Is that overtraining? I typically work out for 60 to 90 minutes. I push myself and raise the weight each week. Just in 27 enters stage left. That makes no sense. There are only seven days in a week. If you go every other day, that's three and a half times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. That is four days. How do you go three and a half times? Do you do half a workout or something? Seven times in two weeks is three and a half times a week, genius. I never said anything about going exactly seven times. Like I said, if I go every other day, that is four days a week. How hard is that to comprehend? Week one, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Week two, 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Eight days in two weeks. So in your terms, that's eight times in two weeks, four times a week. Genius. All muscle and no brains. <laughs> you double counted Sunday. That is two weeks plus one day. Did you fail grade two math? Plus, your old post said four or five times a week. Now you just neglect to mention the five. Just grow up and admit that you're wrong. Believe me, you'll get a lot further in life this way. Are you retarded? Maybe you should look at calendar. I didn't double count Sunday. My two weeks started and ended on a Sunday, exactly 14 days. What don't you understand? Here's a calendar. I made little dots for each day so you could comprehend. Josh produces a drawing of a calendar with every other day highlighted. Sunday appears at the beginning of week one and again at the end of week two. Dude, that is 15 days. Are you that effing mental? You can't have a week go Sunday to Saturday, then Sunday to Sunday. Look at the damn pic you posted. Count the days. What do they equal? 15. It's 14 days. Try again. Maybe you should try counting on your fingers. If you work out on the 8th, you wouldn't start counting days till the 9th because that is one day. Then the 10th would be two days, and so on till you get to the 22nd, which is 14 days. Count the fucking days. How many days are in two weeks, moron? 14. I am saying you train seven times in two weeks, which in other terms is three and a half times a week. I cannot believe I have to type three replies for you to get this. Here, fucktard, read this. Week one, Sunday on, Monday off. Tuesday on, Wednesday off. Thursday on, Friday off, Saturday on. Week two, Sunday off, Monday on. Tuesday off, Wednesday on. Thursday off, Friday on, Saturday off. You tell me how that works out. See, three times in one week, then four times the next. Which equals seven in two weeks. In case you forgot, one week is Sunday to Saturday, not Sunday to Sunday. That's eight days, moron. For me to get this, you're the one who's not getting it. It's simple. Just look at the calendar and count the days. There is seven days in a week. If you work out every other day, you work out four days a week. How hard is that to fucking comprehend? Week one, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Week two, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. No matter how you look at it, if you work out every other day, you work out four times a week. A week is Sunday to Sunday. I think you just don't know how to count. It's all right. I won't tell anyone. Sunday to Saturday is only six days. Do you have six-day weeks where you live? A week is not Sunday to Sunday. It's Sunday to Saturday. Seven days. Sunday to Saturday is only six days. Look, Sunday, one. Monday, two. Tuesday, three. Wednesday, four. Thursday, five. Friday, six. Saturday, seven. You don't start counting on Sunday. It hasn't been a day yet. You don't start counting till Monday. You can't count the day that it is. Do not take basic elementary math. Monday is one day. Tuesday is two days. Wednesday is three days. Thursday is four days. Friday is seven days. Saturday is six days. Sunday is seven days. Today is Saturday. How many days till Sunday? Two days? No, it's only one day. How many days till Monday? Two days, not three by your count. God damn, you're retarded. What do you mean you don't start counting on Sunday? It's a fucking day. How can you deny the four weeks I posted? Tell me this, smart guy. How many times would you train in four weeks? But look at your cute calendar and tell me it's not 14 in one month. I just answered that question in my last post. No, you didn't. You explained that you didn't feel like it should be counted a day, which is not a reason. Answer my question. Go up to that calendar and start the workouts on the first. Mark X's every other day till the end of the month. Report back your findings, genius. 
A gentleman named Problem Child enters stage right to share his thoughts. Wow, strong intelligence in this thread. The Josh continues. I never said feel. Like I just said, it's like math. If you have four and you add three, that gives you seven, not six. If you start counting at four and add three, you start counting at five. So it would be five, six, seven, not four, five, six by your count. I have a feeling you are so mentally retarded that we need to take the weakling out of this and go to numbers. Do what I said above. Tell me how many times you train in four seven-day weeks, aka one month. Use the calendar for your retarded eyes to see the truth. I took the week out to make it more simple for you since you're having such a hard time comprehending simple counting. Is it hard to admit you're wrong? If you work out every other day for 31 days, that is 16 days a month, four days a week. You are the dumbest boy alive. Jump off a bridge. Read my post where I typed out four weeks again. I mean, really read it. Tell me that's not three and a half times a week, seven times in two weeks, seven days per week, training every other day. Fuck, I cannot make it any clearer. So I proved you wrong with a whole month calendar, so you jump back to your old post that I already disproved. Nice. I'm leaving work now. I'm done dealing with retards for the day. I'll pick back up on this thread later tonight. Maybe that'll give you time to realise how to count. On your way back from work, stop by a second grade class and learn, motherfucker, learn. As I said, use the calendar. Start typing every other day X's. Tell me that's not seven in two weeks. Tell me. I just explained this to you and I'm done trying to explain something so fucking simple and obvious today. I'll continue on this when I get home tonight. I spent like an hour really trying to get this through the thick, dense skull. I have to admit, in 10 years posting 15,000 posts on car forums, bike forums, fitness forums, I have never met someone more fucking dumb. I will link this thread all over the planet if you don't admit defeat. It will happen. You just cannot be that dumb. I refuse to believe it. Act 2. While Justin27 and the Josh spend the afternoon at work and shoulder deep in a cow, respectively, their colleagues continue the discourse. Orlando 1234977 begins. Given, if one week is seven days, then two weeks is 14 days. If you train every other day for two weeks, then 14 over 2 is seven sessions in two weeks. Seven sessions in two weeks, then seven over two is three and a half per one week. Winner, Justin. Needs to learn to take advice, the Josh. A meathead called Scrawny Too Studly replies, If you want to go by a real week, then it's four times a week. Key word here is week. Every other day in a week means every other day in that week. When you start a new week, it's back to days. See below, Saturday being the last day in a week and Sunday being the first. For example, man is sun, choose, thur, sat. Week two, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. This goes on. That's fine, but that no longer fits the definition of training every other day. A gentleman named Jix, whose profile describes him as gay for pay, enters stage left. He elaborates, If you create the argument, you will work out on one day, and the next day will be a rest day. And of course you will repeat this. You can't create the argument X or Y is a new day of a new week. This is due to the nature of your original idea. Furthermore, you could do a lot of harm with your workout, depending on what exactly it is, if there's no rest day on Saturday to Sunday. Do a lot of harm to my body because there is no rest day between Saturday and Sunday? You have a lot to learn about working out, buddy. Workouts are usually created to fit a one-week period, not a 14, 28-day period. 
due to the fact that we are online and on the forum, one would assume that you can read. So stop jumping the gun and maybe think about ad thinking in between the reading and the posting stage. I didn't say you. You responded to my post and you used you and your in your response. I have all the rights to assume you were referring to me, fucking moron. Yeah, I can't read. Maybe you should learn how to write properly so people will know who you're referring to next time. Sorry for being a pedantic ass, but I think it's worth mentioning that while I agree with the spirit of what you're saying, working out seven times every two weeks doesn't equal working out three, time, three and a half times every week. Mathematically it's equivalent, but not pragmatically. There's no such thing as half a workout. It's three days in one week, four days in the other. But when pragmatically looking at the equivalent, every other day would be more frequent than three times per week, and less frequent than four times per week. No, three and a half times a week doesn't make sense. You cannot use the term three and a half times a week because it doesn't exist. There is no such thing as a half day when you're doing a workout every other day. You can say seven times every 14 days, but not three and a half times a week. Hope that made it a little easier for those of you struggling to grasp this. So if you want to use any seven day, it will be both four times and three times per week. Yes, that has an average weekly frequency of 3.5. You're an idiot. I know the average is 3.5, but it is not pragmatic. If you were to put together a workout for people to use, would you list that they will work out three and a half times a week? I know the average is 3.5, but you cannot use 0.5 day in this situation. Act 3. Time passes. Our hero, Justin27, returns to calm things down. Question. You've never heard of a trainee on a program that has them do every other day, or heck, one day on, or one off, three on, one off. I assume you many don't base a workout routine on a silly seven-day workout week. And again, the basis of this thread was if you train every other day, how many times is that in two damn weeks? People make this harder than it needs to be. Every other thread, I'm giving you my 11 years of experience. Training, nutrition, and here I'm wasting my time with you clowns on days in a damn week. You train four days in the first week, three days in the next. Yes, I went over that 12 hours ago and two pages ago. We got that. It equates to three and a half times a week, or 1.75 in three and a half days, etc., etc. We're talking math and formula here, not what the body can or can't do. How can some of you be so dense? I mean, I know I'm college educated, a fantastic writer, generally far smarter than those around me, but Christ, we're talking about like 2 plus 2 equals 4 shit here. The Josh has two returns. He is scarcely able to believe what he has started. Wow, you guys are still bitching about this. I was surprised you kept going for so long yesterday, Justin27. It was fun. My whole point was that if you took one week and worked out every other day that you would work out four days that week, then you had to complicate it by adding weeks. My point was you cannot work out three and a half times in a week. No, that was not your point, Toolshed. Your point was that a Josh two-week period is 15 days. You even posted a calendar that proved me right and you wrong. Do us all a favour, stop eating Twinkies and shut the fuck up. You took me way too serious. I couldn't resist fucking with you. Sorry, no hard feelings, but I'm an internet fuck to everyone. A new player, paranoid, enters stage right. Okay, how about this? Day one, ah. Day two, train. Day three, ah. Day four, train. Day five, ah. Day six, train. Day seven, ah. Isn't this working out every other day in a one-week period? So now it's three days a week. Mm. You don't start counting on an off day, fucktard. 
You idiots don't want to understand that each day at the gym counts as a day, thus the decimal 3.5 doesn't work in the real world. Do you ever see human-animal populations listed in decimal numbers? No! Although it averages 3.5, you have to round it to the closest integer. Why not start counting on an off day? Isn't now the one-week period? How long have you been working out? Why would you start counting the days of your workout before you have started the workout itself? The first week will always be four times because you have to start counting on the day you start your workout. The weeks after that will vary between three and four times. Would you start counting the school calendar or days on a day before school starts? Every other day, three or four times a week. Every other day in a real week, four times a week. A real week. A real week is seven days. Take a seven-day period and train every other day within that seven-day period. You may choose to start the first day of the week or the second day of the week and still satisfy the criteria every other day for one week. A real week means that in that specific seven-day period, you go every other day in a week or every other day with no regard for weeks. At least you understand the concept that you train three and then four and then three and then four, etc. Nobody's arguing three, four times a week, except that Josh was originally saying four, five. The only reason this continued is the three and a half concept was for some reason challenged, which is three and four times a week. The decimals needed if you want to assign a number to frequency. Four is not accurate and neither is three. Four would equal eight over 13 days and three would equal six over 14 days, but Every other day is 7, hence 3.5 is needed. Simply say 3 slash 4, no problem, but don't challenge 3.5 because it's the same thing. Uh, batting averages in baseball must really confuse some. If a guy is 3 for 9, he's batting 0.33. No one's saying he's going to get one third of a hit, it's averages. Why are you comparing percentage to frequency? 0.333 is percentage, 3.5 times is frequency. That doesn't make sense to me, I'm not accusing anyone of being a troll. Call me one if you want, but I've made valid points in all my posts in this thread. Epilogue. Following day, Justin27 attempts to calm things down and put an end to this madness. Dear Scrawny Two Studley, Orlando, myself, and a few others who have posted and have been 2000% correct. And you and Josh have looked like epic morons. Who the fuck argues that you cannot start counting a split slash routine on a day off? Or that it is impossible to average three and a half workouts a week? Or that a two week period has to start on a Sunday and end the next Sunday, 15th day? You two are the goddamn dumbest people to post on an internet forum. Shut the fuck up and save what little grace you have left. Scrawny to Studley reacts with dignity and decorum. Shut the fuck up, punk. You're a dumb piece of shit. When you can't prove that I'm wrong, you resort to personal attacks. Dumb, slow, POS fuckhead. Shift your panties an inch and a half to the left. That will make your vag not ache so much, fat fuck. How have I been proven wrong? Let's dissect this, pal. I am patiently awaiting how I was wrong. He does not receive a reply. We'll let the originator of this thread, the Josh, have the final word. Wow, what did I start? <laughs> Anyways, after five pages, I only received one answer to my original post. Nice. My point was proved by smarter people. If you take a single week, not two weeks, just a single week, and work out every other day, you can work out four days a week. The end. Stop bitching. Oh, 
Well, that was lovely. Uh, I'm Orlando Bloom, and uh, you was listening to a two-star podcast, innit? Right, well, I've got a few things to talk about. Um, the first thing is a follow-up to our question in the last episode about uh, do Satanists um, record curses on cassette tape and leave it by roads, or am I gullible? But apparently that is a thing. There was an article on uh, on a Surrey news website about how they were doing a blessing on an M25 bridge because there were loads of cassette tapes that Satanists had done curses on. But So I couldn't, I couldn't find a lot of details about it, but then I found one website which seemed to be a spoof, but I read through everything else on the website, and I'm pretty sure it's not. Yeah, okay. I always hate websites like that. It's like, this must be a spoof, but yet it seems just legitimate enough to be believable. And maybe a bit mental. Yeah, if it's a spoof, it's genius. But I think it's too subtle. And if it's real, then it's mental. So this is this guy, it's called ChristianRestoration.com with a dash in there somewhere. And it's this guy who was a, I don't know, he, he was a businessman or something. And then um, he found Jesus and now he preaches and stuff. And I, don't, I didn't read, I skimmed it. He, he's got a, a section on his website on the occult. And... In the occult, so you've got some information about activities of the occult, symbols, ministry, uh, some links to some books this guy's written, which I suspect is the, the real reason the website exists. Um, but then on the on the update, this is uh, an update on current occult activities. Let's see if there's a date on this update. No, but it is up to date, because otherwise it's not an update. You can't, the, the internet police would be on him, so it must be up to date. Okay. So he says, uh, gone are the days when it was just the odd length of cursed audio or visio, uh, video cassette or videotape tied along a hedge outside a church. Brackets, so that is still much used. So there's, there's your evidence. There's your smoking gun. That happens. That's, uh, you get cursed audio tape. Now, plastic bags, plastic bottles, hubcaps, mud flaps, cigarettes, broken glass, bricks, and pieces of wood are being ritually powered, brackets cursed, and then laid alongside roads with special attention, often being given to dangerous bends and roundabouts. Okay. So if you see a plastic bag in a hedge, it is almost certainly the work of Satan. So you can just curse any random object and just dump it by the side of the road, and then that causes, like, crashes. Yeah, according to this guy. That, that seems way too easy. <laughs> That's why I thought like, it was just a spoof. Be, everyone would just be crashing non-stop. Yeah. But then he's got some pictures of examples, and there's a picture of a plastic bag in a hedge, and I'm going to be honest, I, I can see evil in that plastic bag. It's, you know, to to the untrained eye, that would just be a plastic bag that had blown into a hedge. Uh, but no, I can see pure evil in that. Well, I mean, I suppose you could believe it, but that seems like that seems like a lot of bollocks. So what you're saying is it might be just rubbish that blew into that position? That seems... Fairly plausible. Well, you might think so, but it says here, an example of an occult-powered plastic bag, the deliberately planted material is normally well-affixed and unlikely to be rubbish that simply blew into that position. So I put it to you. Bullshit. So you actually have, you have to you have to like properly affix your cursed object to a hedge. You can't just like leave it on the hedge. Yeah, so he says. Okay. Is there like an instruction manual for this? Because you wouldn't want to get it wrong because you'd upset Satan, and that's just asking for trouble. There's next. There's a picture of the inside of somebody's car with a lot of plastic bags on the uh, footwell. Right. So I assume that's like the Satanmobile or something. My own home has in the past been the target of such material. Over one interestingly intense period of six months, we had plastic bags hung up in the front and back garden. 
cassette tape partially buried at the bottom of our steps, strips of plastic partially buried around the house, stones set against the house, feathers stuck in walls and gravel, broken glass sprinkled around the perimeter of the garden, plastic bottles, old tennis balls, foam plastic, etc., set along the curb outside. I mean, if that's not evidence of the occult, I don't know what is. Yeah, it could just be that, like, there's a lot of rubbish in his neighbourhood. Well, I thought that, but the other day I got home and there was a plastic bottle just outside my house in the car park. Uh, so all I can assume is that I've been cursed. Um, possibly. I think the fact that it was bin day and it was recycling uh, is irrelevant. Well, yeah, I mean, that sort of stuff just doesn't happen by chance. Yeah. You can always find meaning in it. The other cursed objects that he has located have uh, included a rubber snake. How did you know it was cursed? Um, I don't know. Like, is there some obvious, is there some test you can perform to identify, like, how, just how cursed an object is? Well, how, how's this? They left a calling card, which was the lid of a black magic box, in the brackets, the chocolate, not actual black magic, left outside one of their meetings. I mean, that's... So, now we're saying that the Satanists work primarily in puns? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Uh, and he says it's safe to say that occult activity is greatly on the increase. I don't know, so that seems a pretty dangerous thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it says, unless it is in your home or littering your garden or footpath outside your home, there's little point in spending your life picking it up. God protects us. So, what? So, actually, none of this is relevant because you're safe anyway because God will protect you from it. Yeah. Unless it's in your house. Yeah. Well, I don't have any cursed plastic bags in my house. Well, I'm aware of. I might do. Yeah, but you haven't tested every plastic bag. I'm going to have to do that now, aren't I? I've got a plastic bag here. That is probably cursed. Well, that's disconcerting. So, uh, basically, don't ever leave your home again, because there might be some rubbish, which may or may not be occult-powered. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it seems that Satanists do curse not only audio tape, but also um, just rubbish. Okay, fair enough. Well, that answers that question, I think, pretty definitively. Like, you can't really argue with it. Uh, I don't know why you'd bother, frankly. But yeah, I mean, the guy can't be a crackpot because uh, he's he's written books. And he's on the internet. Like, he, you can't, Exactly, yeah. You're not allowed on the internet if you're a crackpot. Nope. You get kicked off. So anyway, I, yeah, I spent some, a lot of time reading about the occult. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm now considered a, a, an expert. Cool. So when are you putting out your first scientific paper on... Occult-powered objects. I could put out a scientific paper and curse it. That would certainly prove your point. Yeah. Like, no one would be able to argue with you. But then anyone who... I, I couldn't get peer-reviewed because everyone who read it would die. I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Cops... Two... <laughs> Two-star podcast. Hey, I thought you were so rudely interrupted by Dan. What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, on Sunday morning, I went to B&Q and stole some rope, and then I did a poo in Asda... Did you need the rope to achieve? <laughs> no, they're not related. Okay. Why did you steal the rope? Because I've discovered a foolproof system for stealing rope from B&Q. Do, please go well, on. Well, the first time I went, I stole two metres of rope. Because, you know, they have rope in spools, and you yes. just measure out how much you want, and you cut it off. So I did that, and I measured out uh, six metres of rope. And then I got to the till, and I said, Hello, I'd like to buy some rope, please. And the girl said, how much rope would you like to buy? And I said, there's four metres there. I should check. Right, okay. And then, this week, I um, took the rope to the till and I had seven metres 
but I went to the self-service one and I couldn't find it on the thing. So a girl came over and pressed the button for me. She said, how many metres is it? And I said five. And she pressed five, but she was meant to do it in decimals. So I got I paid for 0.05 <laughs> metres of rope. Okay. I got seven. <coughs> so well, I, I'm well up on, uh, on being Q now. The moral of the story is that being Q are not very good at measuring rope. Dan, um, because you're a lawyer, does this count as a consultation? So this is privilege, so I can't be done for that. Nah. Oh. Sorry. It's it's kind of more of a confession, unfortunately. Oh, ooh, no, that, that's the bad one, isn't it? Consultation yeah. good, confession bad. If I was in any way a competent lawyer, I'd be advising you to shut up right now. But this is funny, and I'm not, so I'm going to tell you to keep going. So I have to ask a terrible question, Graham. Okay. Are you stealing rope from B&Q because you want to enact... Bizarre sex scenes from Fifty Shades of Grey. No, I just want the cats to stop scratching the banister. I'm not going to tie the cats up. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I'm curious where this is going. I'm, just going, I'm going to wrap the... Um, it's not a banister, it's a balustrade. Yes. But I'm going to wrap the rope around it um, because the cats have taken to scratching that because they think it's a tree um, and they've made a right mess of it. So I'm going to wrap the rope around so if they scratch it, it's basically a scratching post. That's my plan. I see. But the rope I bought before was too thick because when you're just looking at rope in B&Q, it all looks very thin and then you get it home and basically I had like the rope that you would use for mooring a ship, I think. Uh, So it was way too thick to go around the thing. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Um, Speaking of finding friends, how does one go about making friends with somebody? I haven't had to do it for quite a long time. But I have identified a man who I'd like to be my friend. Um, don't you like swipe them in a certain direction on Tinder? Oh, I haven't thought of that. No, I don't want to have sex with them. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I, not very good at these things. Oh, right. Because friends are easily made at school and work because you're just with people all the time. But it's uh, the the house two doors down from me that was empty for a bit has now been let to somebody and. Um, I think he could be my friend, and then I could go to the pub with him and things. So I've started a file on him, uh, which is something I do for all of my friends, and uh, I can give you some information about him, and you can uh, you can help me become friends with him. Okay. So his name is Tommy. He's uh, he's a doctor. He works in Wakefield. Okay. At a hospital. He's not a GP. He's a hospital doctor. Right. Okay. Um, and his girlfriend is called Ellen, I think. Okay. And he drives a Z4. Right. And they quite like plants. And, uh, well, that's all I know about him so far. So I need to, I think, I need to find more information out. Yes, yeah, well, I mean, that'd be a good start. So I was thinking I could uh, look through the window while he's out. Possibly. Have you, have you considered going through his bins? Oh, that's a good idea. The bins are at the front of the house. I could do that quite easily. Um, I believe. And um, do you have a telephoto lens? Um, no. Oh, yes. Yeah. But I don't have, but I don't have a parabolic microphone. Ah. And I don't have a newspaper with two eye holes cut in it. I'm sure you could get one of those. Or I, I could make one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's, but the, you know, I think they're essential tools. Mm. You're going to find out something about someone. So there's a beer festival happening in the village this Saturday. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday. So I've got three days, uh, to, convince him to go to the beer festival with me but you can't how do you ask another man to go to a beer festival with you without sounding like you're going to eat him or bum him or be really dull 
that's a very good question. Um, I presume you just say, there's a beer festival. I'm going to the beer festival. Come with me to the beer festival. We can drink beer. Yeah. But he might be teetotal. Well, actually, if he is, I don't want to be friends with him anyway. Well, let's, let's role play this, um, shit. Okay. Okay. Um, so, do you want to be me or my neighbour? Um, it's probably easier if I'm you because I know you better than I know your neighbour. Exactly. I don't want to play myself. Not this early in my career. So, <laughs> um, okay. I, I'll be the neighbour. Uh, I'm, uh, just going outside to go in my car somewhere and you are outside your house. Um, Maybe cutting the grass or... Yeah, if you could come around and cut my grass. And wait, no, what, I've got you, confused. You haven't got a grass in the front of your your house? Yes, I have. Have you? Yeah. Oh, you have as well, haven't you? Yeah, I forgot about that. You call me a fucking liar talking about my grass. <laughs> Sorry, I apologise. Right. It's very rude of me. All right, that's a black mark. All right, okay, uh, action. Hello, neighbour. Um, hello. can't remember what, your, what was your name. <laughs> I can't remember. It's Tommy. It's I told you this, oh, I told you this like... Three days ago. I know, but I'm not very good with names, I apologise. Right, fine. What do you want? Oh, I was just uh, wondering if you uh, fancy going to the beer festival this weekend. What, with you? Well, I'm going down there. I just thought I'd see if you wanted to come along. What, you're going on your own? Yes. It's beer. It's a festival. Well, how big is it? Well, it's a village festival, so I'm presuming it's not huge. Well, how many ales will they have? I don't know. I haven't read the advertising literature that thoroughly. Well, I, I prefer lager. Will they have lagers? I presume so. You don't know a lot about this beer festival. You tra- you've got an ulterior motive. You're trying to lure me somewhere. No, I was just just wanted to have some beer. Were you looking through my window while I was sleeping last night? No, that must have been somebody else. You're fucking weird. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna tell my mum. End scene. Right. Uh, how did that go? I don't think we're friends. No, no, you seemed, you, you, your neighbour seems very antagonistic. He does, doesn't he? Maybe I don't want to be friends with him. He seemed, he's quite aggressive, wasn't he? Also, you, you did a very poor job of planning. Yeah, I didn't know anything about the beer festival that I was, no. um, trying to lure him to. So, um, right, we need to do some more research. Let me Google, uh, google.com, Altoff's Beer Festival. What's on guide? Wakefield.gov.uk. Right. I will give you some more information about the beer festival, and then uh, when my neighbour asks me, you can be prepared. So, uh, the category is food and drink. Makes sense. The times are 8 August until 9 August. Oh, it finished at 6pm. That's weird. Its location is at the Brig, and it is free. Doesn't say anything about how many ales there are, which is something that uh, my neighbour specifically wanted to know. Um, you think that's the kind of thing you would include? You would have thought so, and it doesn't say if they sell lager, which is a good point. My neighbour made a good point because I don't, I, I prefer lager as well, but you don't really get that at beer festivals because it's sort of not the point, isn't it? Yeah, well, you don't tend to get like craft lagers. Okay, right. Well, let's uh, let's uh, do. What's the take? That's it. Let's do take two, and uh, this time I will be me, and you can be my neighbour. I am uh, just coming back from somewhere in my car, and I'm about to go into my house. Maybe I'll, maybe, well, no, you, fuck. Right, you're the neighbour, you can be just coming back from somewhere, Uh, you're going into the house, maybe the reason you were a bit aggressive last time was because you were in a hurry to get somewhere, 
so you maybe will be a bit more relaxed this time. I finished cutting the grass and I'm uh, I finished spraying the weeds and I'm just sitting down on the new garden chair. Okay. Right, action. All right. Hello. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Sorry, I was a bit short with you uh, earlier. I was uh, in a hurry. No, it's fair enough. I, I uh, hadn't done my research, but I've done some reading of and I now know facts about the beer festival. Oh, OK. Uh, do tell. Well, uh, it is categorised by the Wakefield Council website as food and drink. Well, yes, that seems fairly obvious. Well, no, drink is obvious, but food, they might have some uh, cheese there. OK. Uh, maybe some, like, ale cheese. Is that a thing? I don't know if that's a thing. Oh. Uh, if it's a thing, it will certainly be there. Um, but maybe pork scratchings and or nuts. Right, still not really selling me on this. All right, okay. Well, what I was thinking is we could, uh, you could leave your girlfriend at home and uh, I could leave my wife at home and we could just go and have a, a big fun lads afternoon drinking lots of beer that we don't like that much, but it's a beer festival, so you got to. Way. Right. Yes. Okay. I might ask Mark at number two. Okay, that, that would make it slightly less weird. And Paul at number four. This is, this is sounding better. And Dave at number one. I'm not a big fan of Dave. Well, he isn't called Dave at number one, so I don't know what you're talking about. Do you even know your neighbours? No, I've only just moved in. Fucking hell. Right, I'm going to have to have a think about you. It's off. You're not coming to the beer festival with me. You're weird, and you sleep naked. I don't know that for a fact. I assume that's probably true. I certainly wasn't looking through your window last night. That's it. I'm padlocking my bins. No, please don't padlock the bins. I'm not going to look in your bins, I promise. Goodbye. Oh, end scene. That went a lot better, I thought. It still didn't work out brilliantly for you. No. Uh, but I, I feel now prepared. I have made some uh, some points. Uh, I will not inform him that I look through his window when he's asleep. Good. I think that's a wise move. Uh, I won't call uh, I won't call him out. I won't test him on his knowledge of neighbours. He made a good point. He's only been here a few days. How would he know uh, what people at number one were called? I've never even met them. So I've been here exactly. three months. So, yeah, it's a fair point. Um, maybe I'll be less aggressive. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I can do this. So uh, next time I see him, I'm going to say, "George, the beer festival with me, please be my friend." That's got to got to be worth a try, hasn't it? Yeah. But the other thing I thought is, uh, how did we make friends? Well, we were like four at the time, so it's difficult to a remember and b apply that knowledge to your current situation. Yeah, but can you remember uh, what first attracted you to me? I can't remember that. Um, I, I think you were probably a child that was in the room within my eyesight. Okay, so what I should do is uh, stand near him and be a child. <laughs> you could try that, um, but what with him being an adult, it oh, yeah, might not be the best strategy. Okay, what would you say are the ten things you like most about me, and I will emphasise them? That That does seem like it's a bit of a an attempt to get me to say nice things about you in a, on, on a recorded medium. I'm happy with that. All right, make it a bit easier. Eight things. Uh, well, obviously, um, you know, the the fact that you're, you know, very modest. Is it my eyes? Your eyes are fairly modest. But they're sparkling, aren't they? Um, it's difficult to tell over Skype. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Right, um... Well, I think that went well, and uh, yes, that certainly is how I will go about making a new friend. Do you have anything you would like to add? Do you have any uh, potential friends that you'd like me to steer you in the direction of their love? No, most of the people who are my neighbours are elderly. 
um, on the basis that we live in an area with quite a lot of elderly people around. I think that makes it easy to make friends with your neighbours because all you need to do is own biscuits. Yes, well, they're like elderly people are just automatically friendly. Hmm. I think it just happens as you get older. You reach a certain point and you're just friends to everybody automatically. Yeah, sort of like being at school. Well, no, not really, actually, because do old people bully each other? I don't know. I've never been an old person. Well, I presume they do. Can't all be friends with each other. Do they like push each other over in the pension queue and stuff? That'd be brilliant, wouldn't it? Like, if they were in a queue in the post office, one person could crouch down behind another old man and uh, his mate could run around and push him over. But they'd break his hip. Yeah, I imagine it would be difficult to achieve at that point. Which makes it even funnier for the bully. Yeah, but also quite difficult to get somebody who is a bit frail and elderly down to actually trip the person over. Oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, it could be someone in a wheelchair. Mm, that'd work. Mm. Uh, I can't wait until I'm old. Uh, if we've got any old people listening... Uh, do you bully people? Let us know um, at Two Star Podcast on Twitter or something, and uh, email. And fa- uh, we've got one liker on Facebook, but it's me, so that's not particularly exciting. <laughs> God, read it. I refuse. Read it. Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. So I was in the British Library this week. And I unearthed something quite interesting. Now, I've cleared this with the lawyers, legal department have okayed this, and because we have this documentary evidence, we are now allowed to talk about the special Scottish edition of Funhouse. Oh, you found it? I found it. I unearthed a recording. So, I can play it for you now if you like. Please do. Hello, you wee ball bags. I'm the man who puts the fun in fun house, Pat McSharp. Yeah! Now, we begin, I'll introduce you to my bunny assistants, Melanie and Martina. Hello, Pat McSharp. Oh, what's going on here? There's only one of yous. Aye, we used our twin powers to combine and morph into our ultimate form. God, that's Indian. Melina. <laughs> Melina's an Indian name, it's fine. <laughs> Ah, well, that seems plausible enough. Let's meet our contestants. He's 12 years old from Glasgow School. It's Jimmy McSporran. Welcome to Fun Hoose, Jimmy. Hello, Pat McSharp. What are your hobbies, Jimmy? Well, I like playing the bagpipes and hunting wild haggis. Ah, great to meet you. Enjoy Fun Hoose. Melina, who's the next contestant? Aye, well, Jimmy was an only child in Scotland. He was neither bunking off school or pushed off his titties. Ah, shite. Well, we'll have to make do. Let's play Fun Hoose! Now, time for the first game, Bottle Toss. Jimmy, take this crate of Buckfast and do the lot, then chuck the empty bottles at this stinking tramp. Ach, I'm not gonna throw bottles at nae buggerin' tramp. You are? I'm nae! Ah, shite. Melina, Jimmy's refusing to play the game. Er, aye. Well, we, we can play another game. Should I set up the caber toss? You can't toss the caber. Look at the stunted weave prick. I heard that, you gobshite. Well, you're only 12. You can't lift the bloody caber. Ach, I'm like 12. I'm 53 and I'm from the council. Shite. What do you mean you're from the bloody council? I mean just that. I posed as a schoolboy to get past security. 
I'm from the council, and I'm here to inspect your funhouse. Ah, Christ, Melina, did you know about this? I knew that Jock McTartan was next door and was going to make a complaint about the noise, but I winked him off, so he should have dropped it. Ah, no, I saw you wanking him off and got jealous, so I stabbed his dog. He must have made the complaint anyway. Right, have you got a permit for those go-karts? Ah, we don't need a permit, they only go at two miles an hour. Not so, McSharp. Someone's put iron brew in the petrol tank and no, they top out at 46. That's six miles an hour over the national speed limit for Scotland. Aye, it's true, Pat. I've been driving them down to the lock at night time for drag races. Molina, you wee barbag. These go-karts are only meant to be driven indoors. I'm issuing the maximum fine available in Scotland. 16 pounds. 16 pounds? That's three times gross GDP. Aye, and I hope you've learned your bloody lesson. No, about this fun hoose. Do you have planning permission for this structure? It's pending. It's near bloody pending. It is bloody pending. Melanie and Martina filed the paperwork last month. I... I will. Ah, shite, Melina. Are you trying to get us taken off the air? Look, I'm sorry, Pat. I just meant to take the papers down to the council office, but I drove past the chip shop on my way there, and I ate so many deep-fried Mars bars, I got rushed to hospital for an emergency enema. Ah, so nay planning permission means I'll have to come down. Nay! Aye. You can take my fun hoose, but you'll never take- That's enough. If you finish that sentence, I'll issue another fine for lazy script writing and making tired, obvious jokes. Ah, but without the fun hoose itself, there's nay final round, and therefore nay show. Tough titties, McShaw. The council has spoken. Ah, shite. Now, how do I get out of this shithole? Well, you'll have to cross the rope bridge over the gunge tank. Aye, well, I'm off. This fun hoose comes down before the weekend, or you'll be thrown in tanty. Oh no, my lovely fun hoose. Ah! Pat! Jimmy's gonna fall off the rope bridge. Ah! He's fallen in the gunge tank. I cannot swim. Ah, shite. We cannot have a drowning on our hands, too. I can't swim either. There's no pools in Scotland that aren't being used to distill whiskey, so I never land. Ah, well, we learned to swim when we launched our album, A Twins Thing, in Japan. I'll save you, Jimmy. Get him out the gunge, Melina. He's near breathing. Give him mouth to mouth. He's alive. You can stop now, Melina. Ah, I said stop. Ah, knock with your bloody tongue. Ah, Christ, they're having full sexual intercourse. I've grabbed the poor prize. Ah, well, I hope you bastards are pruder yourselves. I am sorry, Pat. I just have a fittage for middle-aged council employees. I'm sorry too, McShaw, but just look at the bonnie lass. She was robbing my spoiler and who can I resist? Ah, I can't blame you. I've lost count of the times I've dreamed of letting Melanie and Martina play with my ball pit. Anyway, to make it up to you, I'm prepared to let the planning permission issue go. You can carry on with your show. Nay, it's too late. The producers from England saw the two of you rutting and can the whole project... The Scottish edition of Funhouse is never destined to be shown on television. Ah, well, you can come and work at the council if you like. We started up a project for former television presenters working from home for vulnerable children. Aye, that sounds like a great idea. We just need to come up with a name for the project. How about Operation U-Tree? Aye, there's no negative connotations associated with children and U-Trees. Thanks, Jimmy, and goodbye, everyone. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed my tour of the regional onset accents of England. <laughs> it, was, it was very much. I a, think I got Geordie Scouse and a bit of Welsh in there too. Yeah, I, I think we we covered pretty much the entirety of the United Kingdom during that. I think we, it just made us inclusive. Yes, it couldn't have been racist. We didn't stick to a single race that's true. or region. So, well, that's uh, that's the edition of Funhouse that it turns out does exist and. 
has now we been. We all thought it had been lost forever. And we all thought we'd be going to prison for even thinking about it. But mm. it's just as well we have good lawyers. We do have good lawyers, don't we? They're going to need to be good, aren't they? Dan, you're our lawyer. Um, was yep. was that racist? Well, no, but technically only if we. That's enough. Say mental. No, no, no. You don't need to go into details. Yeah, that was definitely a no. I yeah. heard him. That's no. So that makes you culpable for everything because we were just acting on the advice of Pretty our lawyer. True anyway. Yeah. Hmm. 